Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today's sermon is from John 8, verses 34 through 36. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, are you free? You know, sometimes we may not be sure how to answer that question. We live in a free country, but there always seems to be something that has a hold on us. There's a, a quote from the movie My Fair Lady where Professor Higgins says, I'm an ordinary man who desires nothing more than just an ordinary chance to live exactly as I like and to do precisely what I want. Now that is what freedom means to most people, right? The chance to do whatever we want, whenever and however we want to do it. Which is more frightening to you, slavery or freedom? Now you might be asking yourself, why would freedom be frightening? Well, the answer is because freedom involves the most change. You know, as frightening as slavery is, especially slavery to sin that ultimately results in death, it, it seems safe. It seems safe because we've been down that road before. We've all been down that road, and that road looks something like this. We sin, we feel guilty, we promise to do better next time, but then we go and we sin again, we feel guilty, and after many, many times down this road, we come to the resolution that maybe this is just the way I am. Maybe I just wasn't cut out to be who God calls me to be. Freedom from and freedom to are oftentimes in conflict. Christian freedom is freedom from the bondage of sin, death, and the power of the devil, but not freedom from God. Christian freedom is freedom to live according to God's will, not freedom to go and do whatever we please. Now, the Pharisees said we are free, but were they really? All slavery is bad, but a slavery that parades around as freedom is even worse. <laughs> but here's the thing. Just like the Pharisees, we too will listen to, G to Jesus about many things. We love to hear about eternal life. We love to hear about God giving us our daily bread and providing for us. About Jesus always being there with us. And we also uh, certainly like the idea of God judging those other people, those wicked people out there. But confront us. Confront us in our sin. Confront us with our grudges, with our lack of stewardship, with our lack of time in worship, Bible study, and devotions. Confront us for our sins and our failures. And we put up our defenses. It's not that we deny our sins. But being slaves to sin, never. Right? 
And yet, we're told the truth that whenever we sin, we don't do what we freely choose, but have done what sin demands. Truly, we are slaves to sin. And one of the tools of slavery is legalism. Legalism is slavery made easy. You know, if I could today just give you a list of 10 things to do to make you free, that'd be easy, right? You could go home and and start getting to work on that right away. But what would be the result of that? The result would be that your, your outside would sparkle, but inside something would be missing. Legalism is a slow torture. It's a suffocation of the Holy Spirit and an amputation of the cross. And the question with legalism will always, always be, have I done enough? Have I done enough to be set free? And we know the truth, that there is no way we could ever do enough to earn our freedom on our own. We've all sinned, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3, verse 20 says, For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But thanks be to God. For he gives us the free gift of redemption through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel. The gospel is the pathway of the most resistance. For the gospel meets the resistance of head of sin, of sin head on with the cross of Christ. And where the law would show us our sinfulness, the gospel shows us God's freeing rescue from that sinfulness. You know why roads and rivers are so crooked? It's much easier to avoid confrontation than to burrow through the obstacle. And that's especially true for us when it comes to sin. It's just so much easier to just give in and sin than to stop it or resist it. So Jesus leads us on the pathway of the most resistance, freedom. The freedom Jesus had shows us our bondage. John chapter 8 begins with a mob bringing a woman to Jesus who'd been caught in the act of adultery. And the mob wanted to stone her. But here Jesus reveals freedom. He said, let him who is without sin throw the first stone to condemn her. Freedom is grace. Our freedom is found in what Christ has already done for us and freely gives to us. Martin Luther knew all about the enemies and the chains of sin legalism, and slavery. He was a serious young man bound by the terrible chains of guilt and the compulsion to try to save himself. He tried to break those chains with hours of study, becoming a monk, training to be a priest, begging, fasting, and praying. But Luther discovered that God pronounces us free. Luther stated that before this discovery through the Holy Spirit, he had looked on Jesus as an angry judge and a taskmaster who was ready to strike him down in his sin, rather than a savior who had become man to set him free from that sin. 
by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul gave the assurance that Luther cherished, the assurance that we cherish today as well. We hold that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. That's what's at the heart of the Reformation, receiving the gift of freedom through the saving work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Freedom, God's freedom, is ours by grace alone. Grace is God's idea. It's his work, his expense, his son on the cross. He offers grace to everyone who believes. Not everyone who achieves, not everyone who succeeds, but everyone who believes. Because it's a free gift. Not without anything that we did to earn it or deserve it. It's a free gift. And so now we're free to forgive rather than hold on to a grudge. We're free to pray rather than worry. We're free to love rather than squabble. We're free to face temptation head on rather than fall into sin. God's freedom is ours by faith alone. God wants us to be at home in his freedom. Knowing that the devil is always seeking to lead us astray, he's always seeking to attack the freedom that God gives, faith is what leads us to stand firmly on the rock of Jesus. Faith clings to the cross alone and rests in Jesus' strength, in his refuge, and not resting on our own strength. And God's freedom is ours by scripture alone. To keep us steadfast in the truth, God has given us his holy word. Freedom for God's people always came from getting back into that word. The word reveals God's will and plan for us as his people. To be his people, enjoying the quality of freedom that lasts. And so freedom has the last word, truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that truth supersedes all that we have learned, all the traditions we've followed, all the ways that have been practiced in the past. It's the place where we begin our new life of freedom. The truth of the entire scriptures is the source of our faith and life. And so when we're faced with illnesses, tragedy, dissension, or weakness, or whatever else life may throw at us, we can look to our Heavenly Father through the cross of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. We were not made for the bondage that we keep living in. Now, the walk of freedom happens on the narrow road of continuing in God's word. John 8, 31 through 32 says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So Jesus says that by abiding in his word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But note that important word there, abiding. That's a, a continuing to be in God's word, a living in him. It's active and progressive. It's ongoing. As we daily abide in Christ, abide in his word. 
Now, da- daily, Satan will tempt us. Daily, he speaks to us that lie that freedom is frightening and slavery is safe and secure. But again, Jesus provides the last word for daily victory. The salvation and new life revealed in his living word, our Savior. That's our Reformation heritage that we celebrate today. Repentance and faith are not just once-in-a-while actions, but are the entire life and attitude of Christians. To shatter our chains, Jesus revealed the truth, his obedient life to the will of God, his sacrificial death to pay the price for our sins, and the resurrection from the grave to give us his victory. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, again, I ask you, are you free? And through the cross, your answer is a resounding yes. Jesus gives us our freedom and defends our freedom with the cross. The very same cross that we received and was put on our foreheads and our hearts in baptism. Enjoy the freedom that God gives, that he pronounces and defends for us through the cross of his son. And by that truth alone, live now in the freedom that makes a difference for all of eternity. For in Christ, you are free indeed. Amen.